I was saying earlier that <laughs> you never know how I never know how any particular show on any given day is going to play itself out. Um, but I have never, I think, had two black Republicans back to back in two different hours talk about, talking about different things, of course. Uh, but that was sort of fascinating. <laughs> I can assure you tomorrow I won't have two black Republicans in here. Uh, but it happened that way today. Uh, so we're changing gears dramatically uh, in this hour in conversation with yoga expert Shahada Kareem on holistic wellness. We will meet Shahada at the intersection of culture and diet in this hour and see if we can find a path to healthier lifestyles this year. I was saying to her when she walked in the studio that she's part of a, uh, a series of conversations I have every year in January, start of the year. We have a series of conversations trying to help us maximize the moment, make the most of uh, the year ahead. And we come at it from a variety of angles. And um, I'm pleased to have her here uh, to come from this particular angle, uh, the work and witness that she does in the area of, uh, of food, uh, just to call it what it is. So, uh, Ms. Uh, Kareem, good to have you on this program. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having it's me. It's good to have you come in studio. Thank you for your time. Um, as I said a moment ago, we're trying to help folk make the most of this year. Let me just start with a couple of broad questions and one we'll narrow as we move through the hour. So, when it comes to getting our minds right, <laughs> as it were, at the beginning of the year, with regard to the lane that you run in, um, help me figure out what I ought to be thinking about, what I ought to be doing to set myself in the proper frame for the year. I think you should start with being patient and realistic. Mm. When we start, I like that. I like that. We start this year with giant goals, huge hopes, big resolutions. A lot of us know what we want, but we don't know how to get there. Mm -hmm. So we're like, I'm going to lose weight this year. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. What does that look like in reality in terms of the, where you work, of where you live, of the access that you have, of your transportation, your sleep-wake cycles? No one gets down to the nitty-gritty. So for the first two weeks, it's like, okay, I'm going to cut all sugar. I'm going to cut alcohol. And in like week three, mm -hmm. things start to slow down <laughs> because they don't have a firm grasp of the how. Yeah. So I always like to start the year with patience and grace for yourself. Mm -hmm. You are not going to do 100% of everything 100% of the time. No one does. Mm -hmm. So start slow. Instead of jumping out there with these massive goals, some of which are realistic, many of which are not. Mm -hmm. Start slow and forgive your missteps. Just because you stepped to the left and had a donut or some ice cream or went out with your friends and drank a little too much, let that go doesn't mean you completely fell off the wagon start small and then expand from there instead mm -hmm. of starting really big and then beating yourself up when you don't nail it out of the gate. What um, I, I didn't expect that answer. And I'm, it's a it's a brilliant and beautiful answer. I'm glad you gave it to me because it gives me a lot to interrogate here, which I'll commence right about now. Um, I, I didn't expect you to say patience and grace. But again, I'm glad you did. Let me just pick that apart if I can. Um, when it comes to patience, uh, talk to me about um, the role, the need for patience in this particular process. And I think you know what I mean by that. And when I say this particular process, I mean trying to make ourselves healthier. Um, to your point, doesn't happen overnight, but it is a process. Mm -hmm. And it's a painful process for some people. To your point, there are fits and starts. But I never really thought about it in the way you've laid it out, which is that this is a process of all things that we're going to navigate this year that right. we really have to embrace patience um, around. Uh, 
tell me tell me why this particular journey of all the journeys we're going to do this year requires so much patience. This is the journey that we tend to fail the most. Mm-hmm. Fail the most. Yes. Yeah, yeah. As a people, as individuals, yeah. as a society, we have a multi-billion dollar diet, health, wellness, and fitness society. Why, 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 do, why do we fail so much in this lane? Because we expect overnight results. Because yeah. we have been promised overnight results. Yeah. How many infomercials? So I'm a little older, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember the infomercials, 20 minutes a day on mm-hmm. this thing. You know, you're like, oh, this is easy. We've been sold a bill of goods that changing our lifestyle, our eating habits, habits and our movement habits is easy. It's something that will happen overnight. It's something that will happen in a few weeks. And when that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. we think it's our fault. Yeah. We immediately start beating ourselves up. We throw in the towel. That's it. I don't want to do this. I'm going to get some fried chicken. Yeah. I'm over it. Right? <laughs> I don't care. I want pizza. Yeah. I want burgers. Because we have an emotional attachment to a thing that we don't admit that we have an emotional attachment to. Mm-hmm. Food is emotional. We have built it that way on purpose in our society because it's great for marketing. Yeah. You want to feel better? Have a Dove bar. Just getting started uh, with Shahada Kareem. Um, and I love the I love the. Uh, um, the 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 outset or the onset of this conversation, uh, those words patience and grace are going to come back a few times I think <laughs> in this dialogue because anybody who's ever tried to get healthier understands it does require some patience it does require some grace and too many of us too early on in the year throw in the towel uh, when we come forward the first question I want to ask and we'll jump from there is whether or not it is realistic I've had people tell me this cut out all the sugars okay I'm black. <laughs> I don't know that it is possible for me to cut out all the sugars. A-L-L? I'm not sure. Uh, Let's talk about that and a great deal more just getting started here in this hour, this final hour today of Tavis Smiley. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley. Ranked number 45 on the heavy 100 list of the 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America. Association. More honesty than you can handle. More empowerment than you can imagine. You're tuned in to Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Shahada Kareem uh, as we talk about uh, holistic wellness this year and how to get uh, you where you need to be. Get us, because I'm talking to me too, how to get us where we need to be in 2024. It is um, our continuing series in the month of January of motivational conversation. We've had, we've had some good ones this month, uh, some good ones uh uh, already and a few more to go between now and the end of the month as we try again to help you do what we can uh, to maximize the moment that is 2024. So I was saying a moment ago uh, that um, I've had people say to me, including my, my trainer who I saw just you know, yesterday, day before yesterday, my boxing trainer. Uh, I love boxing. That's my thing. Um, but uh, it's okay. Uh, if we can uh, drop all these sugars, he knows I'm pushing toward a particular goal on a particular date. And so whenever we have those sorts of moments, he trains everybody, um, actors and everybody. Everybody's got a movie role or this, that, the other. So everybody, you know, he loves, he's a great trainer. By the way, his name is Terry Claybaugh. Uh, and, and Terry trains us all. But when we have certain things on our calendars, he knows what, we're, what we need to do by this date, right? Um, and um, he said, okay, so we're going to cut out all these sugars. And I look at him sideways like, Negro, you did not say all sugars. I'm black. <laughs> I can't cut out all sugars. Uh, and if you'd been standing there when he said that, uh, uh, Shahada Karim, you would have said what? I would have asked you to pay attention to the cultural connection of I'm black. Mm-hmm. So I need sugar. Okay. Right. That's a cultural thing. It's not real. It's something that you built within your community, within your identity, within your traditions that because I'm black. Therefore, I should have some type of sugar in my life. I've never been slapped so gently in my life. 
I think, I think shout out Kareem just slapped me across my face in my studio, but she did it so smoothly. Um, I just got chin checked about making a connection that I shouldn't have made. I like it. Tell me more. So we, we often look at food as something that just is supposed to fuel us, right? So we've Mm -hmm. been taught to do that in the diet industry. Oh, we get our protein from here. We get our carbohydrates from here, blah, blah, blah. The truth is that food is emotional. The fact that you make a connection between your culture and your tradition and an item, sugar, tells me that food is emotional. Mm. We don't always accept that emotional connection. We fight against it, and it's when we fight against it that we tend to fail Mm -hmm. instead of understanding what it is and where it comes from. Because the truth is that you do need sugar. You need your brain operates on glucose. Mm -hmm. You need sugar. It's where you get the sugar from. Mm -hmm. So when your trainer is telling you to cut the sugar, he's probably telling you to cut the processed sugar. Mm -hmm. He's not telling you that there's a little bit of sugar in broccoli. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of sugar in carrots. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of sugar in everything. That sugar serves a purpose when it's processed and it's removed from its fats and its fibers is when it becomes detrimental, Mm -hmm. when it's isolated, when it is used in conjunction with a whole food, sugar is fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I can probably speak for him and say he wasn't talking about fruits and vegetables. Mm. <laughs> he was probably talking about, you know, Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably what he's talking about. But you know, as as you as you lay this out so 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 beautifully and so brilliantly, it occurs to me in this moment, and this ain't the first time I've had one of these conversations, of course, in my career, but it occurs to me that there is in fact a link, whether whether we like it or not, there is a link between culture and tradition. You can't you can't Absolutely. deny that. Shahada, you don't you don't deny that. Number Absolutely. one. Absolutely, no, right. I don't don't deny it. Okay, so since you, since you don't deny that, then my second point is this: it seems to me that oftentimes when I have these conversations, one needs to have a PhD, you know, in whatever, to understand what's here, what's there, what to avoid, what you need more of. It's not as simple as it sounds when it comes out of your mouth so beautifully and so brilliantly. It's it's like who has time to 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 do the research and to know what's good for you, what's bad for you. Know what I mean, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not stuck on stupid. I know eating Snicker bars all day long is not a good thing. <laughs> I take your point. But am I resonating with you though? There's there's a lot of information that I don't think everyday people have to make better choices and better decisions about their wellness. So I'll tell you And, that, and that's not things. an excuse. I'm just, I, it's a fact. It, this is the problem. Okay. That's by design. Okay. I received that. It's by design okay. so that you can pay for it. Okay. You don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. You have a smartphone. Go on your smartphone. Google is free. Mm-hmm. There are so many websites. There are so many federal websites. I'm not even talking about the people who have done the deep dives and really done the research and put the information out there for free. If you just go to the National Institutes of Health. Mm-hmm. If you just go to the USDA website, if you ask Google, what's in season right now? You will get a list of fruits and vegetables that you can find locally. We have the advantage of living in California. We have access to a lot of produce that people in the rest of the country don't have access to. It's partly because of our weather, partly because of a lot of the things we grow locally, right? So if you live here, you you have an even better advantage. You have access to the information. We are not taught to gain access to the information. We're too busy looking at social media to mm. laugh at videos or mm-hmm. to look at things to, that we want to share or to be upset about something or to be happy about something or to distract from our reality instead of looking after ourselves. Mm-hmm. My motto has always been to help people fall in love with themselves. Mm. In order to do that, you have to educate yourself about what you need. And that education is free. 
But if we set it up like, oh, no, this is so complicated. This is terrible. I can't afford to pay someone. I, I can't get a trainer. I don't have a nutritionist. I don't have a dietitian. How do I know what's good for me? Get on your phone and ask. Would you grant me, we talked earlier about patience and grace. Would you grant me that of all the things that I and my listeners are going to navigate this year, that wellness is one of the harder things on that list? Or is it your assessment that it's a mental thing? And I want I want to hear your answer because I, I'm ready to push back if I need to. It's only hard if you approach it as if it's hard. You have to ask yourself what you want. Mm -hmm. This is a very individual conversation. Mm -hmm. This is not a big conversation. If we make it a big conversation, we get overwhelmed, right? If we start to think about things in terms of statistics, Mm -hmm. if we start to think about things in terms of I'm black, I'm part of this statistic, or I'm female, I'm part of this statistic, or I'm over a certain age, I'm part of this statistic, it gets really big and really overwhelming and really hard. But if you have a conversation with yourself, what do I need? You went to your trainer, your trainer said you need to cut the sugar. Okay, what does that look like? How do I cut the sugar? Mm-hmm. What does what does that look like for me? Let me let me let me press back on this a little bit. Um, this is getting good, as we say around here. Um, I know that I am a very disciplined person. Let me just let me just stick my chest out for a second. You don't do all the stuff that I do every day. Um, a national syndicated radio program, building a radio station, running a climate justice campaign, raising money. It's set writing books, it's giving speeches, making appearances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know many people who are more disciplined than I am, who can compartmentalize better than I can. And yet I will tell you that managing weight is the most difficult thing that I do. And I do a lot of difficult stuff every day. And it ain't just me. You can't meet people who are more disciplined than Oprah Winfrey. Oprah just came out and talked about she's taking, she didn't say the name of it, but Ozempic, one of those things, uh, to get her weight in check. You can't look at Oprah and, 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 and not respect her discipline, but that weight thing has been a conundrum for her. You can't look at, I'm just making names of people I know, you can't look at T.D. Jakes. Nobody better at T.D. Jakes than at, at, at what he does. And he's had a perennial weight problem for years. He's talked about it. Mm-hmm. My point is I could do this all day long. People who you know and I know, I know them personally. You probably know some of them personally as well. But people who are disciplined in their work, disciplined in their witness, and I ain't trying to out nobody. I'm just saying it's just an example of people who are disciplined and yet have such a hard time with wellness. My question is why? Because your discipline only exists because of what you get out of it. Mm-hmm. You are disciplined in your work because there is reward attached to it mm-hmm. in some form. Mm-hmm. We do things because we're in a relationship with the action or with the result, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. People who are disciplined at work get something from being disciplined at work. Mm-hmm. You might not feel like you get something from being disciplined with food. You may not feel that. You may not see it. You may not care. There may be so many other things on your plate. There may be so many other things that you have placed above having a healthy relationship or a balanced relationship with what you put into your body Mm -hmm. that those are the things that you focus on. So therefore, you are more disciplined in that space. Mm -hmm. I will often ask people, why are you disciplined Mm -hmm. at work? What do you get from it? We get something from everything. We get something from every relationship that we have in life. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, or indifferent, we get something from it, which is why we repeat the action until it becomes second nature. When you talk about work ethic, 
you might get something from having a work ethic, from showing up on time, doing your job, having a great reputation, the feedback that you get, the accolades that come with that, or just the knowing I did a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's where your discipline comes from. Mm -hmm. With food, it's a very personal, very private thing. The only person you have to be accountable to is yourself. Um, so, so take me inside your your uh, your consultations, your private consultations with your clients, and tell me how you help them to understand that um, that they can be, they should be, they need to be more disciplined in this particular lane, and how you convince them of that. Discipline is a trigger word for okay. a lot of people. Okay, right. So you happen to be very proud of the fact that you are disciplined. Mm -hmm. A lot of people carry shame okay. about a lack of discipline. So we don't even have that conversation. You don't, you don't use that word? No, because it'll okay. scare them because they'll say, I don't have willpower. Okay. I don't have discipline. I can't. I'm a terrible person. And then they start to shrink and then you can't reach so, them. So, so tell me how you do get at it then. Practical. Okay. We put them through two tests. Mm -hmm. One test is super practical. What time do you wake up? What time do you go to sleep? What's your favorite food? What food do you hate? We put them through something that's incredibly practical, that's easy to answer. And then we put them through something that's slightly weird where we start to read their elementals so your elementals it's going to sound really esoteric break it down you just are, bear are, with you are, me you already are, are, are told me it's slightly weird so go ahead and give it to me just just bear with me so if you use an elemental chart every single one of us carries the five elementals right mm -hmm. air space uh fire water and earth mm -hmm. all of us mm -hmm. we just carry it in different degrees some of us are more grounded you find people who are more level-headed will carry more earth you find people who are more creative will carry more air and space right all we do, we ask a very strange series of questions that tells us what your balance looks like. How much air are you carrying? How much space are you carrying? How much earth are you carrying? How much water are you carrying? How much fire are you carrying? Mm -hmm. We look at those numbers. And then we don't even have to talk about discipline because I know that if your fire is really high, you're probably disciplined. Mm -hmm. I know that if your air is really high, you're probably distracted. I know that if your earth is really high, you like structure, you like plans, you like blueprints, you got your feet on the ground, right? But maybe you're not so interested in a creative spot, which is why every time you try to eat healthy, you go, you fall into a rut because mm -hmm. you eat the same three meals and now you're bored and now you don't want to do it anymore. And so immediately you're trying to distract yourself with, the, with something that your brain told you is delicious, mm -hmm. right? That's how we approach it. And then I just start asking questions about when you get fatigued, what time do you wake up? What time do you hit that crash? When Do you need coffee to wind up in the morning? Do you need alcohol to wind down in the evening? The more I learn about your personal habits, mm -hmm. the more I can start to navigate what it is that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. And we do that. For like an hour, sometimes there's tears, yeah. <laughs> sometimes there's confessions, sometimes there's <laughs> anger. It's very personal. Food is emotional. Yeah, it's yeah. a very emotional thing. And we have to stop pretending that it's like, oh, just to have some oatmeal in the morning and mm -hmm. a boiled chicken breast in the afternoon and you'll be great. It's, it's there, there, false. There, there may not be an answer to this. You've said this three or four times now, so I'm, I'm, picking, up on the, I'm picking up on it. <laughs> uh, that food is emotional. Um, has it always been that way? Um, how did it get that way? Who designed it that way? Or is that a black thing? No, it's always yeah. been that way. It's right. a cultural thing. Right. It does not just a black thing. You mm -hmm. know how many Latinx clients I get who are like, I remember how I felt when my grandmother made me this. Mm -hmm. Therefore, this is the thing that I go for when I'm feeling untethered, when I feel unsure. I need that hug from that memory. Mm -hmm. Food is very emotional. Mm. Um, I love your transparency. <laughs> I love your transparency. I love your honesty. Um, let me let me just ask how you respond 
when you hear stuff like the following. That um, Shahada Kareem is in great shape. And so are other people that I know. But it's really shallow. I'm doing stuff to change the world. I'm doing stuff that matters. I'm doing X, Y, Z. They're in great shape, but so what? It it, it 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 ain't changing the world. It ain't saving nobody's life. I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and they're just in great shape. Okay. How do you respond when you hear stuff like that? How do you respond when you hear stuff like, okay, well, he's an athlete. She's an athlete. If somebody paid me millions of dollars a year, I'd be in great shape too. Anybody paying me millions uh, to be in shape, so I'm not in shape. You hear that kind of commentary. Those are, just, those are just examples. When you hear that kind of commentary from people, how do you respond? Okay, so the, to the first one, mm -hmm. that I'm just in great shape, but, you know, such and such is out changing the world. Yeah. There's a proverb that says, when I was young, I wanted to change the world, and then I became wise, and so I changed myself. Mm. Snap. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> There's the answer to the first one and the second one about athletes who are just – in great shape because they're paid to get paid to be in great shape. Yes, but there is also a disconnect between how much it costs to be healthy. Mm -hmm. People are under the impression that it costs more to be healthy, and it doesn't. It's designed to look that way mm -hmm. so that only a certain segment of the, of the population, only members of a certain tax bracket can afford all of these extra supplements and Pilates classes and, mm -hmm. you know, access to these retreats and these things that, that are out of the purview of the working person. Mm -hmm. But one of my most famous dishes costs $11. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, just getting started here. <laughs> I've laid the foundation now. Or she's laid the foundation um, we're going to talk about a few things when we come forward, uh, that you don't necessarily need to do a detox, that brain health and gut health are connected. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we talk about stress, uh, reducing nutrition. We'll talk about optimizing your nutrition, all in an effort to get you healthy and well this year. Shahada Kareem on Tavis Smile. Seeking the truth. The truth. Speaking the truth. This is the Tavis Smiley Show. Helping to make you the most knowledgeable person in your circle of friends. This is Tavis Smiley. Tavis Smiley and Shahada Kareem talking about helping you uh, uh, get healthy this year. I'm talking about wellness in this year and why this, uh, of all the things that we do, this wellness thing is such a challenge for so many of us, so difficult for so many of us, uh, and how we can help you get on the good foot, as uh, the godfather of soul, Mr. Brown, uh, might say. Uh, so Shahad and I were talking during that during that break, uh, and um, I was saying to her that um, we rationalize many of us do to ourselves that because we are so disciplined in a particular area that we can give ourselves a little break in another area and that area tends to be this area of health and that might not be the area we want to give ourselves a break in does that make sense it does. yeah um your thoughts we think and this is also by design mm -hmm. we think that being healthy is work yeah it's not work just like for someone who's disciplined, for you to do the things that you do outside of being healthy, mm -hmm. it becomes second nature. 
It's not a thing where you're dragging yourself along. This is now something that you want to do, something that you take pride in, something that you look forward to, that you actually put energy into. But we have been taught that being healthy is, oh, it's too much work. I have to eat this unpleasant food. I have to do these unpleasant things. I might be hungry. I might be agitated. We don't think of it in in the same way as we think of the things that we're proud of like our work ethic, like our accomplishments. We are very proud of those things. But our health, because that's the relationship that we have with ourselves, and it's something that we do in private, it's not necessarily on display for everyone to see and or cheer us on. We tend to think of it as something more tedious. Let me let me push back on that. Uh, and I love pushing back. I've learned just in these uh, 40 minutes that pushing back on you always brings the best out of you. So I'm going to push back again, uh, Shahada Kareem, because when you say that being healthy is not work, Wrong. It's work. It's work. When we when we when we finally make it to the gym, what do we say? Uh, I'm going to work out. Where you going? I'm going to work out. Um, for many people, getting healthy, being well, does in fact feel like work because you have to make an effort to do X, Y, and Z versus the way you have behaved for so long. It does in fact feel like work. So I hear your point that it's not work. Philosophically, I see what you're saying. But for many people, practically, it does, in fact, feel like work. How do you change that mindset? Did you come out of the womb running? I did not. Did you come out of the womb walking? I did not. You didn't even come out of the womb crawling. Mm -hmm. That was work. Mm -hmm. You had to learn to do those things. Now, walking is second nature Mm -hmm. because walking facilitates survival. You need to get from point A to point B. You need to go to this place or do that thing. It's not even something that you think about. You just get up and you put one foot in front of the other. Being healthy is the same thing. You are not going to get it out of the gate, which is why instead of starting with massive resolutions and massive plans and massive ways to hurt yourself physically and mentally, Mm because that happens, people Mm -hmm. come out of the gate trying to run when they haven't even learned how to crawl, if you approach it like, I didn't come out of the womb knowing all these things. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't step into this world knowing everything, especially the things that I know now. Things came with age and experience and education and practice. Being healthy is the exact same thing. Yeah. I will say for the record that I did not come out of my mama's womb walking, uh, uh, running or crawling. But I think I did come out talking. So did I. <laughs> I was a talkative baby. <laughs> I wasn't walking, but I was talking. And I ain't stopped. Uh, as a matter of fact, my aunt, uh, who is now uh, gone, transitioned some years ago, my aunt Annie Mae, uh, once asked me when I was just a kid. I remember like it was just I was literally a kid. And she said, boy, you talk so much. Do you ever <laughs> shut up? She said, why do you talk so much? And I shot back immediately because I got a lot to say. And this is your gift. We are on a talk show. I got a lot to say. I was a kid, though, when I said that. Why do you talk so much, Tavis? I said, Auntie, I, I got a lot to say. And I must have been five or six when I said that. But I it uh, has, uh, has not abated uh, all these years later. Uh, I digress on that point. Uh, let me walk. I'm watching my time here. Uh, I got a few more things I want to cover with you. Let me walk through at least uh, three or four of these things. Okay. Um, that uh, you offer us that will help us in this year when it comes to holistic wellness. Uh, in no particular order, number one, you argue that we don't need to do a detox. Everybody's saying, have you detox? Have you detox? You argue we ain't necessarily got to do that. Detoxing is a marketing ploy. Okay. It's, it's designed to sell you something. 
you have six mechanisms that will detox your body. You just have to feed your body the things to kick those mechanisms in. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing, like I'm just going to go on this retreat and I'm going to do this three-week detox or this 15-day detox or whatever, if it's costing you money, follow the money. Mm-hmm. You have everything that you need. You were born with everything that you need to detox your body. What you have to learn is what to feed your body to make those detox mechanisms optimize. Talk to me about brain health and gut health. We crave things when we feel a certain way and we feel a certain way when we eat certain things. Mm -hmm. We don't always make the connection between the action and the consequence. So we know that brain health affects gut health. And vice versa. We know that the gut microbiome helps affect mood and regulation. So if you feel terrible, you are likely to continue to feed yourself something terrible because you just want to feel better emotionally, Mm -hmm. not because you want to feel better physically. I had a bad day. I need wine and chocolate. Right. So those those things, even I woke up this morning, I'm tired. I need coffee. I just need to feel better. I just need Mm -hmm. to get through this thing. And if we don't stop and take stock of the action and the consequence, we end up messing with the diversity of our gut microbiome and we end up messing with the balance of anxiety and depression and stress. We all have stress, right? We live in a stressful environment, just all of us in Mm -hmm. some capacity. When we don't manage that stress, when we don't see it for what it is and manage it, then we run into problems down the line. I want to ask you in a moment about stress-reducing nutrition. Before I do that, though, what I'm just curious, what do you say to your clients, um, to your point, who need coffee to get the day started and alcohol to close the day? Why? Tell me about your day. Mm-hmm. Tell me how much sleep you're getting. Tell me what happens when you wake up in the morning, what you do, how you function. Tell me when you hit that slump, when you have to have coffee to pull you back into balance. Mm-hmm. Tell me why you have to go home and shut the door and pour a glass of wine. What is happening in your day that is driving you to get up in the morning and spike yourself and strip your body of any essential nutrients and to go to bed having weighed yourself down with excess sugar? Alcohol also causes uh, water retention and brain fog. Mm-hmm. Why does and now we have to be sharp again in the morning because now we've gone to sleep and we're a little buzzed, More coffee, and we're a little drowsy, yeah. and then we start that <laughs> we start that cycle all over again. Mm-hmm. What is happening that's causing these these needs to happen in your body? We are all under some level of stress, uh, as Shahada Kareem said a moment ago, and I can say amen to that with both hands in the air. Um, so when we come forward, we'll talk about stress-reducing nutrition. We'll also talk about optimizing your nutrition. We're trying to get you well and healthy for 2024. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Hope, agency, dignity. This is Tavis Smiley. Can you dig it? Come on! May Fresh Daily in the Mert Park, Los Angeles, California. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. All right. Uh, we all have stress, and uh, I want uh, Shahada Kareem to tell me uh, now about stress-reducing nutrition. If we think of stress as inflammation, mm-hmm. then we can look at nutrition as things to reduce inflammation. So stress causes everything to spike, mm-hmm. right? We tend to forget 
that our feet are on the ground. We tend to go upward in our brains, mm -hmm. in our head. We tend to tense up, shoulders up around the ears. What can we do to reduce that inflammation to ground us to help us feel body better? Super easy way to do it is to have a cup of tea. Just mm -hmm. sit down, have something warm. It'll bring everything back down. Eat an apple. Maybe your blood sugar's low and you need to bring your blood sugar back up. Eat an orange. Then you get the fiber to go with it. Now your gut is happy. And if your gut is happy, your brain is happy, mm -hmm. right? We start to balance out. These don't have to be complicated things, which is why I push back on needing a detox, going on a retreat, being silent for a week, and all of the other things that we have been told to do that honestly only serve a certain tax bracket in order to reduce stress. <laughs> what about people who can't afford to go to your retreat or to come to your sound bath or to practice yoga in your studio? How do those people manage stress? Go to your kitchen. Mm. So in this year, 2024, tell me um, your best advice for how we optimize our nutrition. Again, with the patience and grace, start very, very slow. One thing. This is one thing I'm going to do. Typically, the one thing and the easiest thing that I always see people do is I'm going to drink more water. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. What does that look like drinking more water? Do you get a fancy bottle so that you can reach for it so that you see it and it's attractive? They even have bottles with markers now. Like, you know, every hour this mm -hmm. much water should be gone. Whatever you need to do, make it something that you can be consistent with. Instead of going into your kitchen and throwing everything out and being like, I'm going to be healthy this year and suddenly craving the thing that you always had, that bag of chips or those crackers or those cookies or that cake or whatever it is that you had in your refrigerator or in your kitchen for all of these years that you have now thrown out. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, go into your kitchen and be like, okay, I'm going to pull this one thing. This is the one thing we're not bringing back in here. And then give it a month and then go back in there and pull something else and then give it a month and maybe replace it. Not only pull it, but replace it. So instead of me eating cookies, I'm going to go get some dates and see how that feels. I'm going to mix some dates with some cashews, see how that feels. Oh, I'm going to grab some oats, a little bit of maple syrup, throw it in the oven, right? Mix in those dates, mix in those cashews, mix in some dried cranberries, a couple of raisins. Oh, my God, I got a trail mix, right? Little th and your sweet tooth is satisfied. Mm -hmm. Little things, not big sweeping things. You're more successful with incremental steps. What do you say quickly here, um, watching this clock, to people who want to do better but live in environments where they don't have access to better? That's the conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Okay, I don't live near a grocery store. I was driving here today. I did not pass a single grocery store. I don't have a grocery store. But I have this smartphone, right? Or I have this internet access, and I need to see what I need to do in order to get healthy. I have no idea how to start, but maybe we should get some apples, but there's no grocery store. So at some point, we're going to make a plan so that we get to go to a grocery store once a week, right, and do a shop. This is what we're going to budget for. We're going to go get some apples, get some potatoes, get a couple onions, get a couple bell peppers, get some squash. We're going to go to the store. We're going to make a plan and do this thing. These kinds of things take planning and take consciousness. If you live in a food desert, you can't just haul off and walk down the street, mm -hmm. right, and go to Whole Foods and get what you need to get. That means you got to plan for it. And that's where the discipline comes in. That's mm -hmm. where the now I'm learning how to crawl. Now I'm learning just baby steps. How do I get this food into my house and into my world? Start growing some things. 
our remaining moments with Shahada Kareem when we come forward. And um, in those remaining moments, um, you might be fa you might be fascinated, as as was I, for how she became Shahada Kareem. What I mean by that is how she became this expert uh, that we've been hearing from this hour. That ain't where it started. Uh, the backstory for me is always fascinating. We'll hear that in our remaining moments on Tavis Smiley. What's your quarrel with the world? You're listening to Tavis Smiley. Let's get back to more of this rich dialogue with Tavis Smiley. Tavis Mali and Shahada Kareem, uh, we've uh, had an amazing hour. Uh, I think uh, hopefully empowering you with information that can help you make better choices and live better lives this year vis-a-vis -vis your health and your wellness. Let me ask you right quick. I want to do three things in four minutes I have left. Number one, um, you didn't start out as an expert in this in this field. No. You were for how many years a journalist? Uh, it's been 30 years wow. since I started. And what caused the shift? Bill Clinton. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Do okay. I lay this at the foot of the former president? Yes, give, yes, give, I do. Give it, to me, give it to me in 45 seconds, that part. Okay. 1996, the Telecommunications Act was, Act was passed, and suddenly corporations could own information. I believe it was 96, and then it became law in 97. Mm -hmm. And once corporations own information, our job as journalists changed dramatically. We begin to work for the sales department. We begin mm. to talk about things that gelled with corporate interests instead of informing and educating the people. And that got a little tough for me. So you start going to the gym to work it off? Yes, I yeah. was a runner. I would run just for miles to blow off steam because I was very upset <laughs> that I had to run a story <laughs> that didn't fit my journalistic integrity it didn't fit into my parameters yeah bill bill clinton is a friend of mine and, and when i see him again or talk to him again i'm gonna tell him uh thank you for shahada kareem a billion years ago and he'll say who, he'll, he'll, say, he'll, say, he'll say who is shahada kareem i'll say the one you forced out of the newsroom <laughs> <laughs> and, and and into her true calling yes. uh that uh, we are the beneficiaries of uh, in this conversation today um secondly before my time runs out i want to give you a chance to talk about your platform that i saw you launched on december 15th yes sometime last month i saw this brag about your platform habibi body on demand S say that again habibi body that's on H -A demand. that's h-a-b-i-b-i -B -I. yes habibi habibi which is the term of endearment it means my love okay so my goal is to help you fall in love with yourself it is fitness nutrition guidance and accountability and not accountability in that we are chasing behind you trying to figure out what you've done today it's you looking at your schedule and looking at the platform that you've set up for yourself because it is bespoke to you and saying, what would I like to do today? How do I feel today? What do I need? What do I care about? Am I abandoning this thing today? All answers are good answers. That is HabibiBody.com. H-A-B-I-B-I, -B -I, body. Habibi body. Dot com is uh, the place you want to go for all the intel on. Actually, it's HabibiBodySport.com. Oh, I'm, I'm, Habibi miss, body I'm missing a Okay. Is skincare. Okay. Habibi body sport. Well, you, got, you, got, you got too much. You got too much product. It ain't my. Don't get it's mad at me. It's all wellness. It's all wellness. <laughs> all right, give us both again, right quick. HabibiBody.com is skincare. HabibiBodySport.com is nutrition and fitness. There you have it. There you have it. I want to close uh, with this. We started this uh, this hour talking about patience and grace. Tell me once again why those two things are so important for us this year. Be patient with yourself. You are not going to do 100% of anything 100% of the time. And please show yourself grace. In the event when you misstep, not if, forgive yourself. 
Thank you for your patience and your grace with me in this hour. Uh, and thank you for all your sharing. It's been an amazing hour of learning uh, and loving and a little laughing as well. So thank you, Shah Dr. Kareem. Good to have you on our program. Thank you. 